I'll be back in Baltimore. This is Corey, and this is the O the Anthem podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 284 of the O the Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Let's use take two. <laughs> thank you for uh, watching on Facebook. Thank you for listening on Anchor, the uh, place where you can find all the different places where you can find us in podcast form, wherever you want to listen to it. Anchor has all the links. Go to Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. And uh, YouTube, YouTube yep. for the video version, uh, youtube.com forward slash O the Anthem. And of course, you can find more O the Anthem at O the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're watching live right now at facebook.com forward slash O the Anthem. Uh, all the videos, as you say, youtube.com forward slash O the Anthem. And everything O the Anthem is available, including the merchandise store at O the Anthem.com. Yes, indeed. So let's get to the top news of the week. I didn't drop it right there with the. With the mention of me going home to Baltimore? Yes, going home to Baltimore. Top yeah. news of the week. It's, uh, it's finally happening this summer. I thought it never would. Every single time I looked at uh, flights, it seemed like it was more and more expensive, and I didn't understand where it was coming from. But finally, get a chance to go home. What's it like to be poor? <laughs> Oh, guys. Now I just know like half the people watching this are going to be like, I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know what that impression's supposed to be. It's Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Look it up. Glick. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, it's, I, I was looking all, all year for like flights home, mm-hmm. and it was like always over like $500 per person round trip. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, I, it's just not worth it to me to pay that much money because like- where am I going to be able to get that some yes. some for a flight home at any given point? You know, like so. I don't know. I I just uh, found a nice deal in Alaska, and we decided to book it. So uh, flying out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing everybody. And uh, because if there's a time to go to Baltimore, it certainly is September. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, it's not humid at all. Not, yeah, not humid. Uh, but you know, to be fair, it was probably worse in August, and it's gonna get cold. And uh, I'm not looking forward to going back to Maryland this fall. Well, I, I mean, at least I get to avoid the winter because yeah. then you, you yeah. get off the, the airplane from California in December for Christmas time no, and no. you're just uh, immediately hit with that like 20 degree mm. chill and you're just like, mm. ooh. Yeah, uh, this is why I love my family. I love them to death and I love them so much. I bought them both portals, <laughs> Facebook portals, so we can chat all the time so they won't be offended when I make a three-day weekend of Thanksgiving and a five-day weekend of Christmas and then head off somewhere tropical for the rest <laughs> of the days because that's how I do things. Back to Mexico? Uh, maybe <laughs> Mexico. Uh, maybe I'll go somewhere tropical in the uh, Caribbean. Hmm. Maybe I'll go to South America. Hmm. I really want to go see the uh, Pyramid of the Sun and the Moon. In uh, Mexico. Hmm. So maybe I'll go that part of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe I'll just go uh, to Cabo San Lucas and drive back up. Or Encinitas and drive back up home. Mm. Wouldn't that be amazing? Got to check my passport. I feel like it might expire in 2020. That'd be a good thing to get on top of. Yeah. Rachel yeah, figured out hers was expired. So I was like, no trip to Mexico for you. Oh, hey. Well, yeah. why doesn't she get it renewed? Well, I mean, she can. She will. Mm. She just hasn't. She recognized this the other day, so. So, Rachel, I do. I have a question for you as well. <laughs> Let's do that. What's it like to be poor? <laughs> That's a that was almost Jiminy Glicky, just like the knocking just of mic the mic and the whole deal. Yeah, that was that was good. I wonder um, if the people who worked sound for Jiminy Glick had to think about how he was going to interfere with the microphone and his like gesticulations. I 100% fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, it's like I got uh, it. I got uh, what do you call it? Um, 
So like when they did Captain Marvel, yes, the whole chest piece that they used for the costume, mm-hmm. they had the microphone and the lav built into it. Well, of course, yeah. So what, if you're smart, that's what you would do. Well, I'm saying like when you have Marvel money to throw around like. Hey, when we're designing this outfit piece, let's make sure that we can put the the receiver in there yeah, too. Like, yeah. uh, I I just think that it's it's uh, transmitter. I think I think it's uh, uh, probably spe- they probably put it into the fat suit. I would imagine, like built it into the fat suit. Wouldn't there be a lot of rub though? I mean, there could be, or you could figure out some sort of way to fashion it in a way that it didn't rub against things. I feel like he just had the most unhappy boom operator <laughs> in the history of film. Yeah, you imagine the guy's just like mm, mm, <laughs> trying to stay out of frame and he's going left and he's moving or, you know, I mean, we assume that uh, Martin Short was just kind of making it up as he goes along. But mm. that could have all been like pre choreographed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm like he's going to say they could have figured it out beforehand. Step two, three and then lean forward quickly. So like right. your, your boom ops like step two, three. And he's like, right, yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. It's right there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we figured it out on air. That's ruining, the most important uh, thing. Ruining the movie magic. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Speaking um, of ruining movie magic. Oh, yes, of, of course. Uh, now I Rob's going to come out with a review. I made a promise to the people who listen to this podcast regularly. Yeah. And I said, before these mics came on, a, I would record an episode of the Everyman movie review. Not only did I record an episode of the Everyman movie review. Not just merely one episode. Not just one. I recorded three episodes of the Everyman Movie Review. I'm going to record another three this week. Uh, I also recorded an introduction that's going to go up this week mm-hmm. and a special video just for my patron patrons from Patreon. So I know you guys at Patreon haven't heard from me since, get this, April of 2018. <laughs> I have bombarded you uh, with three posts in the last two days uh, and more coming this week. So uh, the deal is if you're, if you follow me on Patreon, you get early access. So they are going to get to enjoy it for a day or two. Uh, I also don't want to conflict with Corey's posting schedule, which is whenever I see a movie. Yeah. You know, just so regularly it's, uh, it's yeah. easy to uh, easy to follow. Now but, Johnny uh, Unitas, there's a watch, there's a haircut you can set a watch to. So, uh, and I don't want to interfere with the podcast, so I wouldn't put it up on Tuesday. Right. I'm thinking maybe Thursday, maybe. Maybe yeah. I'll do the introduction Thursday, and then later this week I'll do a um, another. Are you just gonna try and beat me to air on Thursday every week? Is that the? No, 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 no. Because I probably won't be have time to do them with such veracity as you do. Right. I got to catch up on the crappy reviews you've been doing for the last few weeks <laughs> before I get to this. But episode one, the injustice that cannot be left alone. It chapter two will be my first review. You're going to hear that as the first episode after the introduction. Uh, so make sure uh, that you keep an eye out for can that. I, can I get a preview of your like scoring system or something like that? Because sure. Here's the scoring system. That's it. Thumbs up and thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Not two thumbs up, not five thumbs up. It's a thumb up or a thumb down. Did the movie deliver on what it promised? Was it entertaining? Uh, is it going to win an Oscar? I don't give a fuck. All right. <laughs> I don't. Uh, how was the, this shot choice was very, I don't care. I want to be entertained. It's the entertainment industry. Yeah. And in some measure, I want to escape from my daily life. In fact, I'm going to quote myself because if you're going to quote a genius, why not pick the best one? You know, um, from the scary stories, uh, to tell in the dark where I said, listen, 
Um, I went into that movie saying, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this. Like, I've had a very long day, a very mm-hmm. rough day. We went to a later showing. I feel like that was like an 8.30 It was showing. like a Sunday showing, too. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, it was like a weekday. Was it? Yeah, yeah, because I was not feeling up to the movie for hmm. whatever reason. Um, yeah. I swore it was a Sunday. I don't think so. I think we saw a... Maybe. I, I I feel like it was a work day because I, I was very tired and I was like, I don't think that I'm up for this movie tonight. But three minutes in, I was a 12-year-old kid sitting under my covers with that scary book in my hand reading. And that's all I want. I want to forget about my day. I want to forget about all of that stuff and just go, get lost in a universe. Okay. And it absolutely delivered. Thumb up. One okay. thumb up. Go, go check it out. Oh, and I want to welcome everybody who is watching I, live at facebook.com uh, forward slash show the anthem right now, including Jim. And I want Jim to understand me very plainly. I enjoy his movie reviews. I think that his movie reviews are somewhere in between the pretentiousness of Corey's movie reviews and the somewhat uh, uh, laissez-faire attitude that I'm going to have towards yeah. movie reviews. So uh, everyone should check out uh, Jim Gisriel on uh YouTube. YouTube and Jim Force on Twitter. Uh, Jim with two M's on Twitter because branding, not <laughs> the forte of a guy who really knows his movies. Um, but uh, check out the Everyman movie reviews coming up starting this week. You're not I wonder if Jim it. thinks that we just encroached on his territory. I, it's, 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 I mean, you certainly have. Uh, you take it very seriously. Well, I, mean, like, I, I do not. I was so. just trying to find something that, that felt like... Uh, Something that I, I felt like somebody in the film industry, mm-hmm. there's not, there doesn't seem to be a lot of reviews for people inside a film. You know, that's yeah, what no, I'm talking about. I've come to this town and I've ruined the uh, the sound booming and sound mixing part of the industry. Now I'm just going to go <laughs> ruin the rest of it. <laughs> Whatever. That was a Corey that's... Baker quote from uh, from this year. So. <laughs> anyway, Jim, uh, enjoy yours. Keep it up. Not, there's not room. There's room in this pool for everyone. Mm. Um, There's especially room in this pool when you get uh, a couple dozen uh, viewers and listeners for every review. I get zero thus far. I mean, <laughs> two two people, two people who have listened to it thus far, and Jim gets like you know six thousand listeners yeah. per uh, yeah, yeah. per episode. So yeah, we're we're in the shallow end. We're sitting with our feet in the water, and Jim's out there doing backstroke uh, in the deep end. So he's in the wave pool. Yeah, totally different. Surfing totally in the wave, different pool. experience. Uh, now. All that aside, I mean, look for the new stuff. That's going to be good. Uh, whenever Corey gets some Gone free... Michael Phillips a pussy. Whenever Corey gets some free time in his life, maybe <laughs> we'll have some more of our stuff that comes out. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to keep producing stuff for you. Uh, that, however, much to my chagrin, is not the new story of the week. Do you know what the new story of the week is? 2-0? Nope. <laughs> there is a rat in your unit. That is a fact. Sorry, do it one more time. Oh, did you not hear it? No, I had it on mute by accident. Look, there is a rat in your unit. That is a fact, all right? Ah, I can't believe people didn't get to hear it the first time. But that's all right. That's all right. So, um, I don't want to get into the whole thing. All I'm saying is this. There needs to be an understanding. You know what? You don't, you don't even, you don't deserve to be <laughs> in this. There needs to be an understanding among men. Listen, I know at some point we men may evolve a spine. As general, as a, as part of the genus or a par, as part of the species, we may evolve a spine. I just don't know when it's going to happen, and I certainly know that it's too late for this poor schmuck because he does not have a spine at all. Yeah, it, 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 it's nothing important. It's really nothing important. It's 
two facts that have come out in the same week where one, our private boys club Facebook group has, has been re, you know reasonably read by his girlfriend regularly. It's like a diary he's got tucked under the mattress and he's just like letting her read it free reign. No lock on it or anything. No like one pin heart lock on the outside. Just free reign. Now I gotta, now we have to have a separate without Corey boys chat so we can make sure we talk about the some stuff there and the rest of the stuff here because who knows what's going to find out. Literally, literally everything that has ever been read from the boys chat, like, uh, you know, appeared uh, at on the screen mm-hmm. kind of thing has mm-hmm. always been like, all right, I'll be there in 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, there is a rat in your unit. That is a fact. All right? There is a rat in our yeah. unit. It is a fact. And number two, the other thing that you're really upset about, you said to her face. Like, I that, definitely didn't say where, it to her face. That's the rat. The rat in the building is you. I the, definitely <laughs> didn't say it to her face. Now, no, because like it's possible. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because because uh, for for somebody who talks as much as I do, yes. like I, when when I'm around, like when I'm just hanging out, when I'm not like when I'm not on and stuff like that, it's very monosyllabic. It's very like. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, babe, read my phone. I don't want to no, tell you about it. It'd be like if she's if, if Rachel is like, hey, do you know if Rob has any plans for this week? I would just be like, I don't, I don't know. know. Read my phone. No, Why don't you just read it for yourself? It's fine. <laughs> just be like, I don't know. And then mm-hmm. go outside. Like no- Now, here's here's the one concession I'll give you. Uh, I had six angry orchards in two hours on Sunday. Yeah. So it is possible. And not six bottles. I had six uh, of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, pint glasses of Angry Orchard. And to be fair, you were sitting right next to her the entire time. I was sitting right next to her most of the time. Yeah. So I'll concede it is possible that I said She knew about it. I didn't even think... I didn't even fucking remember a bit. Yeah, that's because... How do I... You're just trying to... Listen, because there can't be a moment of silence between you. Am I the the type of rat who says something out loud to somebody else, something that I didn't know was secure information, and then forget about it immediately? It's plausible deniability. It's just regurgitate (laughs) the information and then forget the regurgitation. So later you could say things like, well, I don't even... It's monosyllabic. I don't even talk at all. And then not remember that you did it. By the way, Roberto is deep throat. Forgotten. (laughs) No, wait, because <laughs> like I mean, men in black myself. <laughs> and I can't say, I mean, so here's the thing. I, I, these are the two people I hang out with most. The two people I hang out with most uh, and almost solely in L.A. is this one. Look, there is a rat in your unit. That is a fact. All right? And the one who makes jokes that are so close to the truth that everyone gets upset about how uh, close to the truth it is. And then he gets his feelings hurt and wants to go cry for a couple hours and be, uh, no, I'm just going to stay here, man. No. Like, all right, listen. If I was accused of beating my spouse, the last joke I would make is to go in a room and be like, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today because it's a little too close to the truth and people would maybe take it too seriously. Anyway, sports ball. <laughs> Corey, let me ask you this. <clears throat> when did you stop beating your wife? I never. <laughs> I've never been married. Oh, that's, that's very true. <laughs> that's, that's a very new true. way of doing that's it. A new awkward way yeah. of getting out of that conversation. So I just want to remind all of Joke's you. Joke's on you. I'm married to a man. I want to. Well, he could be your wife. I don't know. He, that's, you know, it's like saying dude. Uh, I think we came to the decision at work this week that dude is a non-gender specific uh, term. Now. Mm. Because like uh, we were just saying like. How many people have used dude when they mean mixed groups or even all women? It's just like, 
Um, well, I also use it for things that aren't even people. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm walking down the street and I see like a bunch of shit on the sidewalk, I'm just dude. like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 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 dude in that in that sentence would be the shit. Yes. But I'm yeah. not like you know like I guess I'm directing at whoever left it there, but it's open for conversation. And it's really the thing. Yeah. You don't know who did, so you're mad at the. It thing could be a dog. It could be a person. I mean, in L.A., like, certainly it could be any of those things. <laughs> Uh, so all I want to do is send a warning out to uh, everyone in Baltimore. Just know, just know who it is you're dealing with. And in the meantime, we can go on over. To Sports Bar. Yeah, we have to dial down those levels, too. Was it too high? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, listen, okay. it's fun, all right? Okay. If you're listening in your car. <laughs> I mean, listen, as much traveling as much traveling as we have coming up, what I really want to get is like a uh, a plane going <laughs> through the screen and uh, like jet a wipe, watch. A jet wipe. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Tales from Travel Amateurs. Like Corey and Rachel showing up five hours early for the Oh, my God. Flight. I'm trying to do everything I can to uh, keep from leaving. <laughs> Ridiculously early. Flights at 10.15. Better be at the airport at 5.15. Where are we flying? Where are we going? Uh, Somalia. Yeah, that's probably going to cause some concern. We should probably, you know, get checked out early. Where are we going? San Francisco. Uh, I don't think we need to be there five hours early. It's not even leaving the state. It's okay. I I just, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Travel amateurs. Believe me, you've seen me fly alone. I, when I have to fly alone, it's mm-hmm. always like I'm showing up at the airport like ten minutes before the flight leaves. I only have the the carry, carry on. on, all right. Yeah, so yeah. I can be in and out of the airport immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once I get to my destination, anything that has to be handled, getting out to meet my ride or getting a rental car, it's all handled. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm good like that. So I'm going back to the point of so if when, you're, if you're talking about travel amateurs, it's not this fifty percent of the equation. When Corey grows a spine, <laughs> then things will be a lot better. That's she'll all meet me at the airport. That's what she'll. Do. Sometimes you gotta say enough's enough <laughs> and make moves, and you know, maybe that's for your good. Maybe that's for her good. Maybe I'm speaking to nobody in particular or the two people I hang out with in LA most. But that's not about sports. Let's talk about. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Deep into this during sports ball time. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, Ravens. Ravens. 2 0. Speaking of flying high. Yes. The Ravens are flying high. Yes. And with uh, all the uh, week's action from the rest of the AFC North, we have Ben Roethlisberger after the season. Mm. We have the Browns not looking very dominant against the Jets. And uh, the Bengals, who also. Uh, looked really good looked, last week. Looked really good last week and then really terrible this week. Yes. So it's hard to know which Bengals team you're getting. But that's sort of the Bengals MO. Is to yeah, be. it's uh like streaky and um what's his name? Um, Dalton. Ginger. Yeah. Dalton. Yeah. yeah. Can't really put together a uh, a full season. He has um he's been in the league ten seasons. He has five really good seasons spread across all ten. The of Bobby seasons. Flay of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so things are not looking bad for the uh AFC North. If you're a Ravens fan. Right. Um, I do fear the wheels may come off at some point. Uh, we play the Browns next week, right? Mm-hmm. No, we play the Chiefs next week. Chiefs next week, right. Yeah. Which is going to be 
it could be a potential playoff matchup. Yes. Uh, if things line up correctly. So or, I think it'll be interesting to see. And Mahomes versus Lamar. Yes. Which, which will be a be nice, good. exciting matchup. Uh, and uh, Cherish, uh, I just want you to know, I know you still listen. Uh, we are not friends for the next seven days. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Uh, I just know you're going to be posting some chief shit, and I just don't want to see it. Um, but I remember there was a guy, there was somebody I worked with at Nelson's who I never, ever talked about football ever. Yeah. Uh, and then the week that the Ravens were playing the Chiefs, he came in and he was wearing a Chiefs shirt. Just like, I didn't even know you knew anything about it. And he's like, I'm a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm just like, mm. name five players on the Chiefs. Yeah. A diehard would be able to name me five players. All right, all right. Joe Montana, that's one. Uh, number 19, Joe Montana. Yeah, only and, off uh, by a couple decades. <laughs> you asked me to name players, not to name current players. Oh, you want current players. <laughs> you never said that. So this game could be preview of a playoff matchup yes or it could show how woefully inadequate the ravens truly are could be i don't know i mean i i I feel like the the cardinals weren't bad they were just not uh it's not that they weren't prepared but it looks like you're not prepared yeah you know what i mean it's like uh you might have been planning all the all the moves all week all the plays like making sure you're in the right position and stuff like that but when it comes to game time you like hesitate for half a second and that half a second of hesitation makes it look like you weren't in the proper spot and stuff like that it just looks like it's a team that needs a couple seasons to just sort of like get everything in line sure. and then it'll be really nice sure but right now it's not quite in operational here's the problem it's like um, buying an old car and being like i'm gonna fix it up but here's the problem uh, but it's a new car the chiefs the Chiefs uh, just kicks field goals all day, or it's a uh, WRX and it's just <laughs> in the shop all the time. Um, it looks good. It looks good. Really wanted it. Yeah. Been dreaming about it for a long time. It's in the shop more. Than it's I saw time. that Larry Fitzgerald badge on the front, and I'm just like, this thing's gonna be reliable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I really wish I played uh, Larry Fitzgerald last week. Would have really helped. The ageless one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I keep. I have him on. I have like all my bench as a. Bye week's going to come up, and he's a guy who's going to put up, like, 12 points any week. Uh, but, you know, he's getting old. He probably can't play as well as he could. 35 points. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll have to rethink that. Uh, it's also the type of thing, like, you would see him on TV, and he would be so far, like, he would be so open. Yeah. And you would be like, why can't I watch the, like, the super wide version of this play so I could see how he got so open? Yeah. Because like the camera will just move over to with the ball with the the pass happening to Larry Fitzgerald, and it's just like nobody else is on the screen. I'm just like, how did that happen? Also, though, I I love the fact that sometimes they were flashing back to how open he was, and Kyler Murray is just yeah. so young that he's like, all right, this one is going to triangle. I'm throwing it to triangle no matter what. And you got you got square over there, Larry Fitzgerald, just getting being wide open, and he's just so zoned in on the on the square that he's not going to throw. Would it you have met? <laughs> What would you think if you were like a backup left guard for the the Cardinals, right? Okay. Yeah. And your coach comes in, Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. comes in and he's just like, "All right, we're gonna go over the game plan for this week. Uh, I need you to be throwing to circle all game long. I'm not kidding around. He's been open every single game this mm-hmm. season. I know it's only one, but we got to make sure that circle gets involved. And like everyone's just like, sir." First of all, most of the players are what eighteen to twenty five. Yeah. So they're probably like slot receiver. Gotcha. We're throwing to the slot all day. It's like I would just be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But you know, it's uh, 
for those. Kids. I mean, like you wouldn't you wouldn't be worried that he lost a step that he's talking about Madden as like real football, like, or instead that of, he's trying to relate to the youth. To the uh, you mm. know, he like walks in the in the locker room. He's got his his cap on backwards. Didn't work for me, but it has to work for somebody. Skateboard over his shoulder, hat cap on backwards. Like, how do you do, fellow kids? Uh, <laughs> today we're gonna throw to circle the whole time. Um, yeah, which is, by the way, how I feel most of the title work. Just, uh... <laughs> hello, hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. By the way, I don't think we talked about this last week, and we should have. We spotted Steve Buscemi in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. For the first time. I have seen that movie probably no less than 50 times. Yeah. And never realized Steve Buscemi is the waiter in uh, Jack... Jack, Jack Rabbit Slim's... Yeah. Um, restaurant. But he is. Go watch Pulp Fiction, and you're going to be like... Holy, is that fucking Buscemi? Yes. Yes, it is. We had to go back and watch it again because the guys here didn't believe it was him. And I was like, no, no, no. Pretty sure that was Steve Buscemi. The voice gave it away at the end. Right. Yeah. Right at the end. Anyway, none of that is sports ball. Let's get back. Uh, We were talking about the Ravens and the injuries that we'll see. We will see how I think this is the first test of the year, right? Like. The first real test to see how this team is. Yeah, and I feel like this one is uh, they. Even if they lose to the Chiefs, I'm not worried about the rape. Like performing is everything. Yeah, it's you know, are you close? Is the game close at the end? It doesn't look like you had a a chance of winning at some point. Like uh, uh, the Saints game against the the Rams. Yeah, like Drew Brees goes out of that game early. Uh, the refs totally screwed the Saints really early on in the game. It just felt like if you're a Saints fan, you don't necessarily feel like, all right, well, clearly the Rams are better than us. It's no. like, no, we can we can come back and we can figure out a way to beat this team in the future. Say, and to be fair, like even with Breeze out, they were holding on until like there was like two until the bad floodgates opened up. Yeah. yeah, like and then I think it just turns the tide where you're like, well, I mean, we're not going to get any calls. Well, they had a touchdown brought back. Yeah, like yeah, early in the game, and you just can't you. like kills you. Anyway, uh, so how, how bad? I feel like uh, we're getting to the point where Goodell's got to like sit down with the refs before every Saints game like, and guys, just be like, guys. "All right, guys, listen. Even if it looks like it's a smidge, the Saints' fault. Yeah, I want you to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's your brother on that team. Uh, I want you to give them the brother treatment. Let them play at least. Stop <laughs> blowing stuff dead that is in process." <laughs> I, I mean, I, the the head ref who's on. CBS I also News. I also don't know the uh, what the what the deal is with the uh, challenging pass interference calls and stuff like that because yeah. like Horrible sometimes idea. I feel like I see some guy get stabbed on the field and it's not overturned, and then there's sometimes where it's like someone lightly trips into the other one and then that's like overturned. Like, and I I don't know though. I think the problem is if you could throw the red flag to review it, and only the guys in the game reviewed it, mm. I think it would be different. But I think there were I think there were a couple calls that were just like fuck you guys you're not maybe, you're not gonna question me on this one I like, think no because they go to New York so New York is the one who oh makes I know the but call. I'm saying like but I, I think New York <laughs> is looking at the rule book and saying like how do we define pass interference and if it's not I, that it's I think this not is a tri- this is a cop on trial in front of a police board I mean that's like that's sort true. of what you know like it did feel a little like bit they like call that. up New York and it's just like no I don't see a clean shooting right here like yeah yep. <laughs> No, you you said it wasn't a it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, it's not a pass interference. Uh, ironically, that's totally uh, believe you. <laughs> ironically, that's uh, basically how the NYPD works. So <laughs> New York works in both of these uh, both of these instances. I, so that's good. I think that something to me that I I just haven't understand yet. I haven't I haven't figured out yet is 
uh, why not every once in a while just run some wild Hail Mary type play Mm -hmm. where everyone just runs down the field as much as possible and then starts getting into a scrap where they're all like moving around Mm -hmm. down by the goal line and then challenge that for pass interference. Because if the play goes on long enough... There's going to be a pass There's going to be something where, like, a guy, like, grabs him or something like that. Like, Tom, though, is... But then, you know, you throw the flag, and then you get to move all the way down to, like, the 10-yard line all on penalties. If you make them review it, there's a chance they'll also find an offensive pass interference. Hmm. Like, uh, but, I mean, like, after tell, review, tell your guys. Like, after I mean, review, there were two offenses on the play, pass interference, defense... Pass interference, offense, penalties offset. We're going to, to – I would just tell my guys, like, hey, we're going to try and get a penalty here. Everyone run downfield. Don't do anything Don't do stupid. Anything d- yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, it, you know what the guys on special teams, you know what their job is? <laughs> Not to do anything stupid. Don't do anything dumb. And how many special teams <laughs> penalties do we see on yeah, Sunday? That's true. Uh, anywho. Uh, yeah, and just generally speaking, I think the, the Ravens looked really good. Uh, I'm I'm – I feel a lot of promise in that team. Lamar with the easiest breezy 120 yards rushing that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that ended up fast. I didn't like, really notice, but. I just like looked at the Yahoo fantasy app at one point. And I'm just like 120 rushing yards. How'd that happen? Like, and the killer for fantasy is that that's just 12 points yeah. without his arm at all. Like, right, right. And he threw for like 400 yards or something like that, right? So 250. Oh, first player in NFL history to pass for 250 and rush for 120. So this is what's concerning to me. Patrick Mahomes uh, threw for 473 yards on Sunday. <laughs> Including four touchdowns and a quarter. Yes. Like, yeah. That's shit I do in Madden. Yeah, it is Madden. <laughs> that is- he, and I do love that, by the way, again, the creep of uh, of life into the calling of a game. Yeah. Is that like, yeah, some guys are out here playing football. Looks like Patrick's out here playing Madden. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> And didn't they score one on like one play? He just like heaved it downfield, and there were a ton God, of like, like long what touchdown is going passes. On? And stuff. Anyway, well, and we're also at the point where like uh, uh, they the the Kansas City Chiefs are are becoming known as sort of a uh, easy go to line for uh, the people. <laughs> like uh, this is a fourth and sixteen or a third and sixteen for the Cowboys, or as the Chiefs call it uh, third and one <laughs> or something, you know, like it's an easy go to easy now, first down. Yeah. yeah. I, but I mean, if that wasn't true, it would be weirder. Like literally, mm. I, I think that uh, Andy Reid went for it on fourth down like four or five times on Sunday. Yeah. And just like yeah, this 23 year old guys scrambling around in the back. Looking like, honestly, looking like you playing Madden where you're <laughs> just like, I'm going to back up 30 yards. I'm going to throw it 50 yards. For a completion to get the the uh, there was one third of those, and eighteen. I couldn't remember if it was this week's game or last week's game, but there was a there was one where like Lamar like backed up like twenty five yards. And he just kept backpedaling. I'm just like no 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 no. <laughs> but then he threw it and got a touchdown, and I'm just like all right, well this is not Madden. What are you doing? Time. <laughs> Break for it. You need to run. <laughs> I can't get the right trigger to work. Uh, and one last anyway, thing in sports yes. ball. Uh, it's the end of the baseball season. I will be able to go see a game at Camden Yards before the end of it all, uh, which makes me personally happy. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's the end of, end of the road here for the Orioles. Season slowly coming to an end. I'll tell you why. beginning. I wouldn't be happy For about the that. half dozen teams that are involved. 
I wouldn't want to go to Camden Yards and cheer for the Orioles to lose. But at this point, that's really what we have to do. Like, uh, I love that Orioles Twitter was super upset that they, like, spanked the Tigers. And it's like, what are you trying to prove here, guys? <laughs> like, let's just lose out and uh, get a, the best you know draft what, pick possible. You know what I want to see from Orioles games? What happened from Detroit the other day where they wa- lost in extra innings on a walk-off grand slam. Oh, I want... I want the Orioles for every single game for the rest of the season to be like the South Park team in yeah. the episode where they go into the Little League World Series and they're all trying to lose. <laughs> they win. And the, te- <laughs> and the team that they face in the finals is just a team that's been practicing how to lose. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Could throw at your bat so it hits it's onto the field. <laughs> um, like that's so the type of stuff I want the Orioles to do. What, what I just, is, what's the What record? I would love is I would love for like <laughs> – uh, Wojciechowski or whatever to like get up on the mound and just be like fastball. <laughs> what? I'm throwing a fastball right down I'm the middle. I'm throwing a fastball. Try and hit it. <laughs> um, what is the Orioles' record right now? Have we hit 47 wins? I mean, we've we've done better than we did last year. Oh, okay. Well, that's we've passed last year's. So I think that that means that uh, both of us may have been correct in our preseason predictions. Like it can't be worse than last year, right? Well, yeah, sure. We did a little better than last year. So there's I think that. last year was almost just like, how does it happen? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Pulling up the standings, pulling so up the standings. Exciting. Haven't had to do this for a while. Yeah. Very exciting. 49 and 101. So we, we've won two more games than we did last year with four remaining. Yes, I do believe so. So if everything holds, then we probably will win four games more. Than 47 and 115. Yeah. So oh, wait, is this through? 47115 is 60 162. So no. Yeah, that's, that's right. fine. Good. So um yeah, I mean if we win 50% of the games that remain, then we'll be at 49 wins, still under 50. No. No, we'll at, we're at we have 49 and 101 right now. So. Yeah, so we'll be 51. 51 wins. We have 12 games remaining. I would really like to go back to that episode. <laughs> I would like to lose 12 games, please. <laughs> Are there 12 remaining? <laughs> For 48 and a half games. <laughs> We we are more all uh, one half game back less than number of wins we have this season. Yeah. So, do you see there's twelve remaining? Yeah. Oh man, the the Dodgers must finish on the road then, because I was trying to get Dodger tickets, but they have like no one's available. they have games next week, I think. Yeah, but they, I think they're on the road. I think they they must be ninety seven and fifty four. By the way, so almost a hundred win season. Well, I mean, like the the opposite of the Orioles. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I was looking for tickets after. See, Sunday. Detroit has a four-game loss lead on us, or four 45. more. We have four more wins than they do. Yeah, so. there's, a, there's a chance that they actually don't hit forty-seven either. Ugh. Come on, we should have. We should really should have taken this opportunity to lose all the games. I know, Detroit. right? Like, let them go. Let it go. <laughs> Let's bring up the uh, keys and just let them play in the majors for a little <laughs> while and see how they do. Get them a little experience. Uh, anyway. So uh, I think, if I'm correct, that that is all that we have for sports ball. Look, there is a rat in your unit that is a fact, all right? That's just my new favorite. That's my new favorite Just going to keep cutting to that? I'm going to play it a lot, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, now that we are 40 minutes in, <laughs> let's get to the news of the week. <laughs> uh, I think the number one story this week. The most important thing that's happening worldwide. They're about to ban flavored vape juice. What? 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 What the heck? Yeah. Um, you're the one who cares about this more because you're the. 
Yeah, so so as I mean, I'm as I puff away on my cigarettes. <laughs> I think that, ah, sucks to be you. <laughs> I think that the thing that upsets me the most about this whole thing, uh, the point I made to you in the pre-show meeting, forty thousand deaths a year related to guns. There have been six deaths related to vape so far. Well, listen, and it's not even the flavored vape juice that's the problem. It's unregulated CBD and marijuana mm. black market vape juices. Mm. Now, do you know how you stop those vape juices from being produced? Uh, you only sell legal shit. You legalize marijuana <laughs> because every place that it's a problem is a state where it's not legal. New York, mm-hmm. Illinois. You know, you're not seeing it in Baltimore. Not seeing well, it in California for sure. Yeah, but I mean, like in Baltimore, it's still like it's not legal. It's it's kind of sort Listen, of maybe legal. It's not heroin, all right. They're not just selling. No, it but I'm saying corner. like it's, it's not like it's not like I can go to a doctor like I can't, like yeah. I can in California, you know. But I mean, it's, it's not, not quite. You it, have to go to an like, actual medical doctor to get like yeah, but a prescription. but there is a market, and here's the deal: there's a market for legal stuff, which means that the black market is really made up of well-made materials sold under the table. Yeah. In New York, there is almost no market at all for anything legal because mm-hmm. even medical is hard to get in um, in New York. So the black market stuff, turns out it's like synthetic mar- uh, marijuana. What is that stuff? K2? Yeah. And it's causing people to freak out, uh, just like K2 did back in the day, if you remember that. Yeah. You remember that, all those things? <laughs> yeah, they used to sell that at tape traders. Oh gosh! That's Do ridiculous. not try K2. I don't know if it's still it was, legal. It was like sage. You're just like smoking sage. Yeah. Like I didn't even get it's like, like snorting bath salts. Like what are you doing with your life? <laughs> oh, man, it used to be uh, like you know, I, I, part of the the scourge of the the drug underworld here is that like every once in a while you just get screwed by something, and hopefully it wouldn't be something that would kill you. But like I, I used to remember like buying weed when I was in high school and shit like that, and being like. Like, oh, man, we got a bag of oregano. <laughs> Sometimes like, it happens. Sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. You and know? Uh, I think you've uh, told the story before about how you have no idea what you're getting. It's just like you yeah. go to a guy's house, you know, <laughs> he's like, here's the three I got. Here's the prices. You choose based on price and you would, go home and pray. That's I it. Would like $40 of your finest weed. It's like, oh, uh, what's this called? It's called death. What? <laughs> Why is it called death? Because it makes you dead. It's called marijuana. Enjoy. And then, like, we go to uh, the Apple store down here on 7th Street, yeah. and uh, you basically on Broadway. walk in. Yeah, yeah, on Broadway. Yeah, and they're just like, hi, uh, welcome to uh, MedMen, and uh, can one of our uh, friendly bud tenders help you out? And would, you, would you like a monocle so you can look at the veins on this, uh, and on by this the way, strain of marijuana? <laughs> by the way, there's a woman running for president right now. There's, like, a fucking, like, every single bud in MedMen looks like Scott Steiner. It's like, like... <laughs> like <laughs> Um, fucking bulging I'm trying to make a serious point yeah. here Okay There's a woman running for president Who locked up Maybe 50,000 people Pete For marijuana possession. <laughs> and uh, Right now Those 50,000 people Many of them are still in jail Yeah Meanwhile I can walk down Seven or eight blocks from here <laughs> And literally just have a plethora Of marijuana that I can purchase Yeah yeah uh, With which by the way they will tell you the differences in the high between every single one. Like, they're the best the dealer you've ever had, of course, because it's an Apple store for weed. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe 40 minutes from here, there's a jail holding people <laughs> who were convicted of It's like of having marijuana. a sommelier, like, at your weed store. It's like... It's like having a sommelier at a restaurant during Prohibition. 
Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, there's guys in jail for illegal bootleg liquor. Eh, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm but here showing you. Coles, like Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I uh, cutting over to a little bit of the debate, I guess, yeah. then uh, somebody did ask Kamala this question in regards to you always talk about how it's best to change things from the inside. Well, why, when you had the opportunity to change from the things from the inside, did you do the exact opposite? Well, please, I mean, you're, you're paraphrasing. You're paraphrasing the question. I think the question was. Well, there is a rat in your unit that is a fact. Right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. No, and and she just, you know, artfully tried to dodge the entire question. But like, it's true. She she had every opportunity to uh, be a progressive face of criminal justice reform and chose not to do it. Now, and so, every every instance, like, by the the current uh, San Francisco DA, who's just like, I mean, you can keep sending us cases. We're going to keep dismissing them. Yeah. So that's up to you. I, it, this, this is why, at the end of the day, it's great when your candidates are people like Bernie. Because Bernie has just been Bernie for 50 years. Like, yeah. they're... You know, when, when he was not 70-something years old, when he was 20-something years old, he was still like, what's going on with all the injustice around here? <laughs> you know, this is just part of his shtick. Like to, well, a, I mean, to be fair, there was a uh, Alabama state trooper beating him on the head <laughs> while he was doing that shtick. Yeah. Although maybe that's where the shtick came from. It's uh, being beat. What's going on here? As he gets beaten in the head. So I mean, I, I just, I don't, uh, the best way to avoid people who don't, like, the, 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 the same thing we got into with uh, Miguel Santiago way back when as a Democrat who was opposing net neutrality. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like it, it, all you prove to me with these things, like when you're uh, Kamala Harris's entire time as AG just makes me go like, all right, so you can't be trusted. Yeah. So you're saying the thing I like right now. But then when you become president, are you just going to be like, oh, fuck climate change? Like <laughs> I live by the uh, the belief that when people show you who they are, yeah. believe them. And you can come out now and say, you know, by the way, in the Senate, she wasn't that progressive either. She's yeah. like a neocon, a Clintonite. And now she's coming out in this presidential race pretending she's, like she's, she's something else. She's Barbara Boxer Nouveau. Yeah. She's just the new version, the new model of Barbara Boxer brought out to. Yep. To continue all of those things. People but, liked but, people liked Barbara Boxer for a long time. Oh, yeah. And then, white people in the suburbs. Yeah. Really and then all like of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, just wasn't as cool anymore. So we had to bring out the new model. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Kamala Harris is. It's just. Uh, but then she gets on the campaign trail and she says things more vocally liberal than uh, what's her face? Uh, Diane Feinstein. Mm -hmm. uh, but behind the scenes, just as bad. Like, yeah. She's yeah. just a little bit more to the left, just a smidge. Well, and see, I don't think so. I think Not that progressively to the left, but sort of like the... The words <laughs> are very much to the left. Yeah. The votes, I think, though, are not. The votes are basically in the same same vein. Yeah. It, it's That's the thing is you're running for president. You're saying all these things. But then stuff comes up for a vote. And when we go and look at your voting record, it doesn't match what you're saying on the campaign trail. It matches the fact that you were an AG... In Northern California, putting people in jail for a thing that you're now like cool with. Yeah. So which person well, are you? And joking around on like the Breakfast Club about like, yeah, well, I smoke some pot in my day. Like, yeah, yeah. While you were locking up other people for yeah. deal, like buying from a guy and then busting him and taking your money back. Is that what you were doing? Like, oh, was she on the Gun Trace Task Force? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> oh. Find out she was the district attorney in charge <laughs> that whole time. Like, how do we miss this? <laughs> 
I, uh, she looks so much different. I don't know. Uh, more debate thoughts. Just real quick. Like, yeah. I guess while we're on this topic, um, uh, a lot of people were talking about Biden still being like sort of like Sleepy Joe and like making verbal gaps and stuff like that. Uh, I honestly I, I recognized where Biden was coming from in that debate performance. I could I, I saw it on his face. He was not going to he was a have you ever gotten in conversation with a lawyer when they're no, not well not uh I'm <laughs> gonna use the term under oath, but not like on trial under oath, but you're like negotiating with a lawyer and every word has to be very carefully selected. Sure. Yeah. Because like you don't wanna you're like hypothetically my client might be willing to talk about a plea deal yeah if the terms of said deal and you're like trying to think of like each word individual because you don't want to say uh you know like my client would accept jail time when you meant plea deal yeah because then that's on the on the table so joe was like you i could just read it on his face where he's like thinking about the next word that's about to come out of his mouth and if he misspoke he immediately corrected it Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't like a huge thing you know if he was just like i remember i was at a military base in 2005 i mean 2004 it was 2004 that i was on that military base. you know because yeah. like he doesn't want somebody coming out of the woodwork going like you said it was 2004 and it was 2003 <laughs> technically it was it was january yeah. of 2005 is, so which is what julian castro tried, tried to do at one point like the yeah. thought he saw his move where he can make that that, that play but is, <laughs> can we just say though listen you're not gonna win joe like your your uh, but, star is fading you're just taking up time and media you're picking up pages and we don't need that i i think that uh there is a there i think that the the thing that nobody is saying in their mind as to why they're backing joe biden is that he is the closest we can get to a no problems win you know okay. what I mean? Like wait, wait. he's not gonna. I know he's not gonna do this green new deal stuff. He's not gonna do anything that a primary that, win. A no problems primary win. Yeah, because you realize he loses to Trump in the fall. Oh, that's I, the thing. I, I think that there there's a very good likelihood that if Joe Biden is the nominee, then Trump will win again. Yes. Uh, it really comes to. But the problem is that people don't want. Uh, I, I think if you <laughs> if you watch the Democratic primary and you are not at all engaged in politics. Yeah. You saw something like them talking about like, you know, uh, when they're talking about Medicare for all and stuff like that and getting into the intricacies of how they would go about their plan. And at what point Bernie would just shutter all the insurance companies and stuff like that. Like it sounds very. It, it sounds like a seismic shift in the yeah. Democratic Party, you know? Well, here's the and thing. I, I think there's a lot of people who think of all the people who are normal, more organizational, democratic Joe mm-hmm. has the best chance. I don't think that Kamala is up there. I don't think Pete is up there. I don't think Cory Booker well, no. is up there. They're all trying to to sit in the same lane. No, no. Let me say this. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we know Joe loses against Trump. Kamala loses against Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> we've already had that election. That happened the last time. Yeah. Kamala lost mm-hmm. against. Oh, I'm sorry, Hillary. Hillary yeah. lost. They're the same fucking person. Okay. Um, Except there's not as much. I, I think that there's the, no baggage. The problem with, her. The problem with, the, with Hillary was yeah. there was a lifetime of people beating into the psyche of Hillary Clinton kills people. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is dangerous and Hillary Clinton is not to be trusted. And I'm she's, not going to say she did or she didn't. Kill anybody, <laughs> she's the but. wizard behind the curtains, pulling all the levers and stuff like that. All I'm saying is I wish there was a candidate who he clearly knew held and espoused leftist views, but 
was, I don't know, like some sort of public figure in a red state, in a very red area, and uh, talked about fiscal conservative, uh, being fiscally conservative, and and, uh, knew what war was like, so he wouldn't send us to war for every little fucking thing. If only there was one of those in the field that we could just rely on to attract both red state and blue state voters. Here, here is here Him is and his where, husband maybe. I don't know. Here's where you're going to be upset with the debate performances that I saw on Thursday. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg is making a shift towards the center. Of course he is, and he is doing it in such a way that it looks like he's drafting on Joe Biden. Uh, Hoping that he he's drafting that. Joe Biden's car, and the the hopes that. If Joe Biden says something that causes him to hit the wall, then yeah. <laughs> Buttigieg is just going to sling forward as the alternative. Because, I mean, like, really what it feels like is it, it it feels like another debate about progressivism versus the sort of party platform of the Democrats, yeah. which is like, are you a Hillary type or are you a Bernie type? It's all over again. But it's just like the the field of people who could be the Bernie type are Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. And... Mm-hmm. You know, to a lesser extent, you're ta- you're you're you have to lump in people with unusual Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang, Maria. You have Williamson. to throw Maria William Williamson in there and stuff like that. Um, whereas the party types are the ones like Joe Biden is the only one of the party types who is breaking out at all. You know, yeah, yeah. So it it seems hard to be like, why would you vote for, you know, uh, say Cory Booker just made a huge turn to the left? Why yeah. would you vote for Cory Booker over? Uh, Bernie or Elizabeth Warren I wouldn't Yeah So I mean like His, his <laughs> Bur- or Booker's place is He has to be on the Establishment side <clears throat> But And I think that uh, Buttigieg was trying to like Straddle these two Opinions for the whole time Yeah But now has realized That he just it, it, Even if uh, Biden dropped out He doesn't have a position On the left Where Warren and Sanders are he would have to be coming at it for more. Of the and center. good because, uh, you know, we need to be more realistic about this. Is Bernie or <coughs> as much as I back her politics, especially the part about forgiving student loan debt. Trust <laughs> me when I tell you, I could not be more supportive of the platform, including the whole forgive student loan debt yeah. part of it. That being said, um, we can acknowledge, though, that neither one of them are going to beat Trump. Biden I, won't beat him. Kamala won't beat him. Corey won't beat him for different reasons. Warren won't beat him. Bernie won't beat him. The only thing that's going to beat him is going to be a candidate like Pete. You got to have attract the voters from the right and be able to stand on the left. That's really what it is. And it's going to be a neocon or a, a neo uh, lib, a, a Clinton conservative. I I think that I think that the reason that you're worried about Joe Biden is that you're worried that. He's going to be standing. Okay, on the I'm right going to do another. I'm going to do another car comparison real quick. Okay, you remember back in the day where where you were worried about buying a Kia? Yeah, because like, it was like sort of shoddily made, and like some people are saying that they're getting hundred thousand miles of their Kia, but I'd also see it like at car shops a lot, and I don't really know what to trust. Sometimes it was on fire. On the yeah, side yeah, of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You're just like you know, like oh, you know, Kia is a new company, and they're offering great deals and stuff like that. But I don't know if I want to get stuck with my pants down. Yeah, like that's sort of where Biden is. He's sort. of He's in that position like, you know, like you don't want to you, you don't want to buy the Joe Biden. And then all of a sudden you're running your your uh, regular general election strategy. And then something comes out of where he like, you know, calls some waitress toots and like yep. honk honks her or something like that. And a wait. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. What? 
<laughs> I got this well, car for it. I think Joe has the same problem. I didn't expect to be driving down the road and have the all the parts just fall apart and me <laughs> land in the middle of the road. Like, uh, which Marvel movie is it that uh, is it Black Panther or is it just uh, Lupita Nyong'o from Black Panther? But anyway, she's driving the car and like literally the only thing left is the seat sliding <laughs> to a stop. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, here's the thing. Uh, Joe can't win. Uh, and more importantly, I'll be on pins and needles the entire time waiting for the gaff. Yeah. And just can't waiting for the whole car to come apart. You need, you need Hillary, but without the baggage, by the way, Joe also has baggage from yeah. everybody. Uh, we talked about Anita Hill earlier. Yeah. I, uh, he has the baggage of pushing through the nomination of a Supreme court justice who completely and not really admitted to, but all evidence points to the fact was a serial harasser up and into the point he became a Supreme court justice. Mm hmm. Now, apparently that doesn't matter because he got on the court and Kavanaugh got on the court, but Biden backed that. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, I mean, he changed his tune uh, now because he didn't back Brett Kavanaugh's uh, nomination. But, uh, I mean, he's not in the Senate anymore. Yeah. But This whole Kavanaugh thing. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the New York Times put this, this thing out there and uh, there's been other Republican think tank type people who are putting out the same sort of like boys will be boys. Like yeah. you remember yeah. when you were at college and stuff like that. Nope. Nope. I, uh, I, I have never. And I, I think this is a clear sign that you have problems. If uh, I, I was, uh, so the, the story came out that in a book written about Kavanaugh, mm -hmm. uh, the person who was sexually assaulted by him in Yale Allegedly, I guess I should Another say. Another yeah. person who was sexually no, it, assaulted by him. It was it, it, when when uh, Christine Blasey Ford was about to do her testimony in front of the Senate. Mm -hmm. There were talks of like two or three other people who might have also had stories to tell. Yes. And I think two of them were just like, uh, you know, I, I, I casually remember something happening, but it not I don't remember anything about it. And it. It irked me at the time, but it didn't raise to the line of like I felt like I was being abused or something. Yeah. Uh, there was Christine Blasey Ford who knew details, details about yeah. what she was talking about. And then there was this other story about some girl in Yale who had some sort of altercation with him, with him, like basically whipping his dick out, but not anything specific. And it didn't seem like there was a big thing about like it would have been the talk of campus. Well, yep. apparently it was the talk of campus. Because and apparently she remembers because she yeah. wrote a book about it. So well, no, she was featured in a book about it. I think. Oh, like, I thought I, think she was, I thought it was about Kavanaugh, the book. I, I thought she was a contributor. Maybe like I part of that book was about like her giving the. Story. But I mean, the 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 story essentially goes along the line of uh, Kavanaugh has friends who would try and force his penis into other girls' hands and, and faces and faces and faces and. Uh, you know, I've been I've had some shithead friends in my in my past. Uh, some might even accuse me of from time to time being a shithead. Not in this regard, but I mean, like in general. Well, I was going to say general conversation. I, I could say for sure I have some shithead. Doesn't get old. It just doesn't get old. I just I think that when you start reaching to the level where you have friends who are willing to manhandle your dick for the purposes of putting them in some other girl's face yeah. then or hands like it just that doesn't even fucking make sense to me like no, I no the only way it makes sense to me is that i wouldn't i wouldn't let some one of my uh, none of my friends would handle my dick for me that's just first the all, bottom line they're very comfortable handling each other's junk that's clear two i just imagine that he is so drunk during these occasions that like 
anything's going, anything's going to go. Yeah. And maybe you just can't like even function. He's like, I want to put my dick in a girl's face, but they can't manage. And somebody's like, I got you, buddy. Yeah. Zip, reach in, pull it out. Like, uh, I've never been, cl- <laughs> maybe I don't have real friends. I don't know, but I've never been close enough with somebody to be like, I wouldn't hey, even did you do think that? about it. Like, no, I wouldn't yeah. even, <laughs> I mean, the, the, maybe, and you know, a, a lot of times, like I hear a story, and maybe this is this is like part of the reason why I find the whole sexual harassment culture so befuddling. Yeah, but I just wouldn't do a lot of these things. That I, I hear like it's like what kind of person would allow someone to grab their dick and put it in a girl's face or strip down and get in a Dixie cup and no clothes <laughs> in front of a girl? Well, no, <laughs> but I mean, like you know, like stories were coming out. Stories were coming out with like when you know with Me Too and stuff like that. Yes. Where it's like Harvey would just strip down naked and just be like, you know, like, give me a massage. And I'm just like, I would never be so ballsy as to do such a thing. So like, you say that, but you don't know. No, I just, I, I just I can't even imagine. I just that I would see, like find myself in such situ- situation. You the, the, with the, a lot of power only, and a lot of coke. and No, uh, but I think the only way I would ever do such a thing is if I felt comfortable enough in the fact that the answer was going to be yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to go through all the stages of me being naked and, like, walking out with an open robe and just being like, how about a massage, baby? Unless I thought the answer was going to be yes. But that's the thing. When you're powerful and you're rich, the answer yeah. is always yes. It's not always yes, but no, I'm saying, like... it's yes enough that you start to assume it will be yes. I, I just... I, I don't know. I I, I I couldn't even imagine having somebody doing the things that Kavanaugh, like... Yeah. It, it, and the fact that everyone was talking about this at Yale for like a week and a half afterwards and that's a girl quit school because of it. Like all of it's kind of shitty and terrible. Yeah. I know, uh, by the way, uh, he's a sitting Supreme Court justice. Yeah. He's deciding moral cases <laughs> right now. And just as a thing, uh, just so people know, uh, there has been some talk about the potential of impeaching him. But yes. that talk hasn't gotten very far because it would require two thirds of the Senate. Yes. And so <laughs> barely 50% could find themselves to... Uh, get there and in the closest vote ever in the history. The impeachment would be because he lied to Congress Under during yeah. his hearings when he said this was a one-time incident. Junish, judicial ineptitude of lying under oath. Like, I, I just can't. By the way, uh, I'd like to send a message out to, uh, to Beto and others like him. Go home and run for Senate because <laughs> that's how we get impeachment. Yeah. You go home, you win a seat. That's a Republican seat right now against a weak uh, Republican. And then all of a sudden we got 66 seats. See, but I, okay. I would I would argue that. OK, so tying it back into sort of the debate talk. Yeah. Like, I feel like the average American and you got to start thinking about this in terms of like, who's the average 29 year old guy from Topeka? Uh-huh. 37 year old guy in Topeka whatever I'm just saying like pick pick a person make 50, make some 51 avatars one year old white make female. some avatars of different people from around the country who live in states that you don't win yes right and say to yourself what am I doing to not get the attention of this guy like some of them are going to just be like locked in with the Trump media network yeah and just like no matter what like you can't have a conversation with people who are just like, well, he's losing money left and right being president because 
Like, he knew it was going to be a thankless job, and uh, he was going to lose so much money, and he told us all about it, and now he's doing everything he can to make this country the best it could possibly be. You're just like, I can't argue with anything that you just said because yeah. it's all wrong. Yeah. There's no, I don't and have enough time to spend talking about you're not how gonna wrong be- you are. You're not going to believe, if I do get a point yeah. that is factual, you're not going to believe it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I could bring up one thing, and it's just like, well, that's just one thing. I'm just like, there's 30,000 of these things. Yes. <laughs> Uh, by the way, have you watched The Righteous Gemstones on no, HBO? No. Uh, I'm starting to think that my way to the White House is to get back in the family business. <laughs> Just become a tele- uh, televangelist? Televangelist, get my face out there. <laughs> you know, I was working on that uh, that uh, you, sh- you should listen to uh, last podcast on the left. Just got done with a series on Mormonism. And you uh, these, Who are you? What? You, you're the super conservative uh, Republican Marylander who moves to California and becomes a lefty liberal out of no, nowhere. I, all I'm saying, Hang. okay, going back to that point I was making before. Yes. Think about this person. the The idea of a Green New Deal or Medicare for all is like a huge. It's like I might as well say that we're uh, starting up a. a Space program to send raccoons to Mars or something like that. Yeah. It's going to cost nineteen billion dollars. Like, now you gave people just Elon sound like, Musk that idea. God damn it, Corey! <laughs> but I'm saying like people are people are listening to the, the the far left side of the Democrats talking, and it sounds like you know like they don't care about anything, and it's like fixing every single societal ill, no matter how much it costs. Yep. And th- the reason why people at the end of the day vote Republican is because somebody along the way comes like. Watch the spending in Washington's out of control. We have to curb it in. And they're just like, oh, wow, that's the guy for me. And then they vote for that person, and then he raises the deficit. If Democrats like, are so smart. Nobody pays attention after the vote happens. That's the problem. If Democrats are so smart. Why do they lose so goddamn always? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So uh, we are at an hour already. So okay. let's just roll through these topics we have left. Uh, FYI for everyone um, who's watching, who mm-hmm. may not be as tied into the news as we are. Uh, number one, UAW, the United Auto Workers, are about to go on strike. Yes. Uh, this will have a couple of impacts. Nothing you'll see for a while, but uh, car prices are going to go up because there'll be less stock, which means prices have to rise. Uh, if we actually live in a capitalist uh, economy, which mm-hmm. we'll see. I think just the news of the strike starting will make cars on the lot right now get more expensive, which is not how it works, but that's how they'll twist it. Right. Uh, to make everything more expensive. Uh, well, it's just like, uh, in California, uh, two years ago or something like that, there was an oil well that caught on fire Yeah, and it was a state based oil well. Yeah. So they said, uh, temporarily to, uh, curb the cost of inflation and the stuff like we're adding a 60 cent additional tax onto gasoline to help pay pay for this oil well explosion. And then it never went away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, by the way, something we didn't put on the list, uh, a drone bombed a a drone from Yemen, bombed a Saudi uh, oil refinery. Yeah. One of the largest in the world, apparently Mm -hmm. um, causing Trump to say he was going to release oil from the strategic oil reserve. Yeah. Uh, By the way, did you see the story about how, uh, he he's been trying to do this the entire time he was president. No. Yeah, he's been trying to release oil from the uh, strategic oil reserve the entire time, to bring down oil prices, uh, because he wants to threaten OPEC. Okay. Which is really dumb because that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like we have like a couple uh, thimble full of oil and somebody walks up with gallon jugs and we're just like, yeah, keep on playing, <laughs> keep on playing. We're just gonna give this out to people. 
And uh, it's, that's not how it works. Um, anyway, so he's gonna he's hiding what he really wanted to do, which was a dumb idea in the beginning, uh, under some international news. Uh, so UAW is gonna go on strike. Uh, more importantly, for for you guys who are lefties like me, yeah, there's about to be a general strike in Portland. Uh, in Portland, for the Portland, first, yeah, uh, Portland, Oregon, for the first time in. What are you hiding, Joe Biden? <laughs> that's a good yeah. fucking. Uh, motto yeah. somebody using that no but hey dems I, how about I'm, that i'm a little bit scared i put it out there in the universe would you hide man. joe biden i would absolutely use that if i was running for president which, i would by put the that way, on a t-shirt i uh should have been running for president <laughs> and yet here here i here am you are yeah um anyway there's about to be a general strike in portland which will be the first general strike you should have you should have been the buddha judge up on the <laughs> up on the stage going like all right, I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it up top. I'm not going to bring it up again. It's going to be like Andrew Yang and his policy. Yep. Uh, his <laughs> what you hiding, Joe Biden? Uh, but I'm just going to put it out there. Two thoughts. Number one, what you hiding, Joe Biden? Number two, like everyone cheers. Like yeah. <laughs> Kelly just walked in on Married with Children. Like <laughs> Another reference most then, people won't get. <laughs> and then you're just like, you're like, and two, guillotines. Absolutely. There's my <laughs> I campaign yield the right remainder there. of my time. Ah. Uh, Anyway, and then the T-shirt's out on the street before <laughs> the Democratic debate ends. Just some uh, guy going in and like, <laughs> I, that was fantastic. Let's go print that up. <laughs> anyway, uh, general strike in Portland. First time in 100 years is about to be a general strike. For you guys who don't know what that is, a general strike is when all of the workers who are in unions go on strike at the same time to support one of the unions. So one of the unions is trying to get, uh, and it, now that I think about it, I think it's the fast food workers union is trying to get $15 an hour mm-hmm. and basically forcing the city to do it by strike. And they're being supported by tons of unions like, um, the maids union at hotels and the, uh, the unions that support, uh, the airport at the airport yeah. and the train station. So essentially there's a chance that they're going to shut down Portland completely for tourism in order to get $15 an hour for, uh, restaurant workers, which, is amazing and it's collective action like we should be having uaw strike eh, i'm not really big on like those unions i'm really i love these small unions that are just like eh, just promise us you'll go on strike in three years when our contract's up and we're fighting for more pay <laughs> yeah sure more whatever you say yeah <laughs> um but so general strike uh is happening it might happen in portland probably something you actually have heard of felicity huffman uh heard her fate and Tragedy amongst tragedy, 14 days in jail. Yeah. Which means she'll serve seven to 10 days. Likely, Maybe. Likely in if, a private facility, like, like we talked about last week. Um, but no big surprises there. Uh, Country and, club prison. What's that? Country club prison. Yeah. It's gonna... if, if even prison. She may just go to a private facility that's secure for yeah. a while, which is better than a, a country club prison. I mean, some of these places just send them to halfway houses, too. Yeah. Just because, like, if it's nonviolent and there's nothing to, like... Just check. Make yeah. sure you check in three times a day. Like, all right. <laughs> Just drive by every once in a while. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, checking <laughs> in. Um. So, uh, big surprise. Uh, and by the way, everyone who's putting the comparison between her and the uh, mom who uh, got five years in prison. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I made that comparison last week too, and I didn't make it to say uh, it. I did make it to say that's fucked up. In reality, though, the thing that we should be looking at is. Not why is Felicity Huffman get, getting so like a, such a slap on the wrist. My point is, why did this woman get five years in jail for yeah. doing something good for mm-hmm. her kids? Like, 
the whiteness well, and the privilege gets you out of trouble. Yes. But why don't we move it that way instead yeah, of uh, the other and, way? And that's sort of the way I took it too. Cause I mean like, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like for Felicity Huffman's crime specifically, which yeah. I think was just cha- paying to change the SAT score. Right. Uh, bribing um, the college to give her daughter a, uh, which scholarship. No, but I mean, I thought that was Lori Laughlin's daughter oh, maybe. who maybe did that one, too confused. but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, that, Felicity Huffman's, which was tied into like the same syndicate. Yeah. 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 Was the, the, uh, Hey, we can just change your daughter's SAT scores to ensure you get that, you know, cause yeah, that's, <laughs> if she right, gets right. that 1500 SAT or whatever. A good SAT score is now so, she gets she that get, 1500. Then she she'll gets be able that to... 2605. She's guaranteed. Kind of number? What's a, she gets a nine thirty nine to so with the fifth power. Then yeah, yeah, she's gonna be in there like Flynn. Um, anyway, so that's Disney. Brown scores right there. <laughs> my uh, my point though is, I mean, like, what is what to me or to you? What is the appropriate punishment for that crime? Like, how much how much time do you want uh, Felicity Huffman spending in jail? Because I mean, like, I don't really give a shit if it's a month or if it's fourteen days or if it's seven days with good behavior. Or anything like that. I mean, here's I feel like a a a uh, a fine, a large fine. Yes. And some jail time does all you need to do in that situation. How about this? Uh, and I think that the woman before who got five years for saying that her kid lived at her grandmother's house. Yeah. Should have. I'm not saying that she didn't commit a crime. I'm not saying that she shouldn't expect to be punished for for that. And I I, I wouldn't have brought charges in the first place. But yeah. I think that at the end of the day. The punishment should have been closer to spend a month in jail than it yeah. should have been five years. And I don't know about jail at all. I, I, I'm generally on the side of jail should be abolished and that when people sincerely break the social contract that we should have other means of punishment. But yeah. nonetheless, um, I would go the way that Sweden goes with speeding tickets. You know about Sweden and speeding tickets? Where they figure it out based off of your wealth? Yes. Yeah. So uh, mom in Ohio or Texas, wherever it was, gets a fine of... $7.53. And Felicity yeah. Huffman pays a $7.53 million fine. And then maybe they both spend two weeks in prison. But by the way, it's got to be the same two weeks. So when Felicity Huffman gets out after five days for overcrowding, so does the other woman. Just because she's black and poor doesn't mean she serves all 14 days. And then, by the way, violates her parole or her probation and goes right. back for a little <laughs> while. No, no. You're in. You finish it. You're out. That's it. Because um, you said you went to your mom's house when you checked in with your parole officer, but even though you were at your mom's <laughs> house, it was with your aunt who did a misdemeanor for. Yep. <laughs> so she's a criminal, and you're yeah. not allowed to associate with criminals. Um, anyway, so uh, there's a lot of reform that could be had. Uh, one really good solution to get rid of all of these problems: guillotines. Just <laughs> saying, guillotines. Um, what you hiding, bud? To. Uh, Two last national stories I just want to touch on. Uh, Oxycontin family, the family that made billions and billions of Oxycontin, who were basically in these lawsuits against them, making the claim that, like, oh, we didn't make as much money as people thought. Yeah. Uh, comes out to come down, find out this week that uh, they moved a bunch of money into Switzerland, uh, Swiss bank accounts, which is mm. why it looked like they didn't make as much money as they did. So um, I don't know if this is going to violate those uh, settlements, and maybe they'll have to go back and pay more. God, I hope so. Uh, but... I guess we'll see. Uh, just that, 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 sound, that sounds like the type of thing that a liberal judge at a lower court would hear about. Yeah. And say, oh, I'm fining you for all that money that we found in that Swiss bank account, yep. too. And then it gets brought up to a higher court and gets thrown out. Right? Yes, of course. <laughs> Especially if it makes it to the Supreme Court where right. it's a bunch of yeah, rich yeah, guys yeah. saying like, what? what's the problem with that? 
Sounds like capitalism to me. You telling me a pharmaceutical executive can't have an offshore bank account? Like, what, yeah, yeah. What is he supposed to do? Live in the Maldives? What is he uh, gonna pay taxes on all that money? Come on, come on. He um, created a lot of jobs, and those people pay taxes. <laughs> Finally, good news for us here in California: rent control comes to the whole state. Gavin Newsom finally does something good <laughs> for the people of California. And yeah. uh, we're locked in at 5%, I think was the final settlement. Mm-hmm. So rent cannot increase more than 5%, which means now Corey is going to have an extra strong negotiating position <laughs> next year. Like, oh, I see that you raised us the limited 5% amount. Uh, <laughs> the mandatory. This- it's just going to become the mandatory 5%, yeah. by the way. That's just the, the way it goes. Um, but yes, thank God, because I mean, there is some exemptions if like all of a sudden the... Uh, a bunch of housing was become available here. Well, no, yeah. I mean, like you know, if the if if uh, the value vol- value of the dollar is goes over more than five percent on yeah. a yearly basis, then they can adjust based off of that amount and stuff like that. But eh. I, I <laughs> what's so amazing to me is uh, how California is uh, one of the biggest states ever, and it's got two cities in it that just suck up entire real estate budgets. Yes. Yeah. Like I was out in Victorville and there's little McMansions that they're just like $200,000 gets you into this house. This four bedroom home, yep. four bedroom, four bathroom home. And it's only but then you a 90 minute in, commute into the city. You have, to, you have to live in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Yeah. But yeah, you could get a lot of value for it. Meanwhile, $400,000 in San Francisco a year and you're homeless. Like it's like it's a parking spot. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's. It's all the jokes about Manhattan, only worse. Yeah. Because, like, Manhattan at at a point was, like, you know, you had to be a millionaire to live there. And, like, if you if you were making less than 100000 a year, you were living in a one-bedroom studio shack with, like, you know, your mattress built into the wall and shit like that. Yeah, like, Murphy bed. Yeah. Yeah. Look at uh, some of those apartments. <laughs> there are many of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and San Francisco is ridiculous, too, because I, I remember I went uh, – when I went up to San Francisco once to see Brendan, he was looking at apartments at the same time. He's like, you want to look at this apartment while I go? I'm like, yeah, sure. And that place, I was like, God, it was a one bedroom. Uh, and the bedroom wasn't even like, it was like a, a fancy studio. <laughs> the bedroom <laughs> was around the corner. It was like but there paper wasn't a wall. walls. Yeah. Like it was like a Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 6,000 a month. Well, no, it was, it, it was honestly like 4,700 a month. And like that didn't include the extra two hundred bucks for a parking space or yeah. like the extra cost of you know this and this and that. It's just like Jesus Christ. Well, like, all jokes about Manhattan that's aside. A killer. Uh, all jokes about Manhattan aside, there, you could always find neighborhoods like uh, you know the Upper East Side that weren't so nice that you could go live on or uh, Alphabet you could, City. You could live in Brooklyn or you could live in Queens yeah. for a while there. Yeah, and you're you're close. The problem with uh, San Francisco is literally. All of San Francisco is expensive. You got to go out to the peninsula or across the bridge into Oakland. To, and even Oakland's not that cheap anymore. Um, you really got to go way out. And to it's the so small. Yeah. It's it's one of the smaller cities. I mean, like, I imagine you could fit San Francisco proper into Manhattan. Easily. No, no, easily. Yeah, no, it's way smaller. I mean, like, it's, it's you know, it wouldn't be the same shape. Like, you'd have to compress the... <laughs> the square mileage of like San Francisco up, in a way it that it pieces. would fit in there. But yeah. I, I, 
And Manhattan is just one fifth the part of New York. Yeah. And not even the biggest like yeah. land space part of New York. Uh, we don't count Staten Island when we talk about those <laughs> things. You can't get there by train in any part of the city to me. <laughs> Jersey City is more the city than Staten Island is. Ferry, are you out of your mind? What year is it? I ain't taking a taking a boat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, finally, there was a story out of Baltimore. I don't even want to get into it. it white people in the county, just stop it. I, is that is that enough? Yeah, to stop that, it. That's fine. I I as somebody who is about to leave California and go to Baltimore County, uh, I am not looking forward to racism. It's not even. Wait, wait. I want you to give this entire speech with your accent. Go ahead. <laughs> How are? What are you going to hear when you get back there, Corey? What? What are the people going to say to me? Yeah. They're probably going to go and say something like, "Why is it my fault that everyone in Baltimore is poor and causing crime? Like I didn't do that. I didn't. My dad didn't do that. Like it's been going on for years and years." And, you know, I'm just an auto worker. I just work at, I just work a mechanic down Pulaski Highway. And I, I, you know, like, I know what it's like to struggle. I don't, I don't know why they're picking on me. Got a little Southern Got a little Southern there. That's a little Southern, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I dig it. It's fine. Uh, I think, I think Baltimore County, I, you know what I would do if I was Baltimore City? I'd build a fucking wall. (laughs) (laughs) These Baltimore County people love the idea of walls so much. Ah, uh, yeah, build one. Build, build one, one around up. Baltimore City. Yeah, and then say nothing comes in or out unless uh, you well, pay. Listen, they want to go down there for the arts and the culture and yeah. the, you know the harbor. They just don't want to go down there for the oh yeah. and the squeegee kids. You're well, you're willing to pay the the twenty dollar toll to get into the city of Baltimore when you have Ravens tickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for your twenty dollar contribution to well, helping first of all, squeegee kids live. That goes to the state, not the city. <laughs> just saying. And uh, I mean, if the Ravens were smart, they would move that uh, stadium out there to uh, Dundalk or uh, they can have the shit bowl and the Super Bowl in the same weekend. It'll be great. We put the stadium on a dock in the middle of bullies quarters. <laughs> Don't um, worry. Black people can't swim. They can't get out here. Hashtag that, socially acceptable racism. That's that's. The, but I'm saying that's the kind of like no, halfway racism yeah. of people who live in. That wasn't my. By the way, I hope the voice was doing enough yeah. to to cover up the. I don't want to get that. What's the What's the name of the guy from SNL who's just Richie Gillis? Yeah, uh, or no, the no, new no. Guy, whoever knew. Yeah, like, the guy who's not going to be on SNL after he got announced <laughs> about being on SNL. How about that? Uh, but yes, that is not Corey's view. It yeah. may be the view and opinion of his significant other, but it is not the view. No, of him. no. Hey, listen, she's it, a white shit from a, fucking Dundalk. That's all I'm saying. I'm just know? saying there. There's a lot of there's a lot of that that uh, uh, casually unacceptable racism. <laughs> From it's Baltimore only unacceptable County. to us. It's perfectly acceptable to the people around them. Because I, well, I was telling you about it, it was like it, the the Baltimore County way is you see a black couple move into your neighborhood and you're just like, oh no, there's crime. Yeah, there's gonna be more crime in the neighborhood now. It's just like that's just idiot like switch mentality of just like you see somebody who's black and you associate black people with the city where mm-hmm. there's all the crime. And this person must have come from the city and they're going to bring the crime with them, mm-hmm. which is a horrible, awful way to think about people. Meanwhile, if the first thing you do is immediately judge them based off of what you imagine that they are going to do based off of 
your preconceived motions of what their race means to you in the terms of this Meanwhile, situation. Meanwhile, your 21-year-old kid who's still living in your basement, by the way, yeah. is selling, selling oxycodone uh, to all of his fucking friends out of the back right. door. And uh, yeah, they're the they're the crime, not the little juvenile delinquent living in your basement who you defend to the to the end of his... Well, that's... You know, that that's always been... A, uh, the, the thing I, I always try and think about with crime personally speaking is when because when you talk like uh we're just with uh, felicity huffman and the 14 days versus the five years for the other woman yeah like you know what what seems appropriate and like if if a friend of yours got busted for something like if if rob got busted for selling oxycodone underneath the you know like out of off his porch or something like that yeah, yeah. what kind of punishment would i want for him well, I wouldn't want him to go to jail forever. I wouldn't want mm-hmm. him to be spending 20 years in jail for that because it just doesn't seem like it's appropriate. Yeah. But I can understand that he would need to serve some jail time. Well, the problem. But then what is the appropriate amount? And then you're starting to, to view things in the face of, well, I know this guy who just got arrested. Yeah. So I don't need to, you know, like. The problem isn't the oxycodone. The problem is the bodies that they find with <laughs> the oxycodone. Then it becomes a huge problem. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of huge problems, well, uh, I don't know where to, I don't know where to segue with this one, so I'll just say, "Oh, the other It never gets old. All right, right. Oh, the Corey to the anthem.com at the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line four four three two one nine seven five nine five. What's that number again? Four four three two one nine seven five nine five. Uh, if you want more of me, you can go to my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, the most recent review. Do I not did, listen. <laughs> the most recent review I did was for, what was it now? What was the most recent? Uh, Ready or Not. Ready or Not, yes, which was really good. I enjoyed that. Uh, I basically gave my version of a thumbs up, thumbs down on that one uh, when I did it. But Rob, there is a rat in your unit that is a fat <laughs> That was the wrong one. <laughs> Rob is not entertained by the fact that I said you should go see this movie, so he's going to come out with his own movie reviews with this inconsistent rating scale. And here is what I would like to think: I'd like to think that, uh, much like uh, you know, politicians, that a little pressure from the outside has caused you to wilt and soften. That's what I think is happening. I'll have to go see something that Rob hasn't seen so we can have a differing review. Because <laughs> all these reviews are just going to become boring when, we, when it's the Not, same exact movie that we both saw. I've seen four or five movies that you I'm haven't gonna have seen. To, I'm going to have to go to, the, to uh, the Parkway when I'm home and see something that you don't see just so I can okay. uh, throw I'll have a to review go to, up there. I'll have to go to one of the, I don't know, 17 small theaters in Hollywood <laughs> and go see something that uh, I will hate but which will, uh, you know. Give me something to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of which, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek at all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, the news website, and the books which are available on Amazon. Buy Rob's books. Thank you. And of course, make sure you check out my YouTube channel where the Everyman Movie Reviews will start appearing shortly. And of course, Everyman Movie Reviews being a juxtaposition to the, you know... Movie reviews of Corey um, at Corey Baker Filmmaker. So uh, I'm not going to have mine up available in podcast form until, you know, I uh, fix some audio issues. The <laughs> audio is not great right now on them, but I will. I will sit him down and teach him a thing or two. Uh, listen, it's not like I have <laughs> lesson, any lesson one. 
press record before you start. <laughs> I don't have any good. Uh, I don't have any good audio sound people in my life. So once I find somebody, then maybe no. I'll uh, get some recording in. Uh, but yeah, so make sure you check out that on YouTube. Of course, it's Robert and Cheek on YouTube. You're not going to want to miss that. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Are you going to try and play one more time just to... God damn it, yes, I was going to, but now I can't because you called it out. Should I start talking about something else and then all of a sudden you can just cut me off in the middle of it with your... No, uh, no, I mean, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, uh, what I really should have done there was to say, uh, uh, for the rat, (laughs) this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. But I didn't. Missed out on that chance. Uh, Bye-bye.